0: More To Living Holistically Well with Dr. Annette West. Again, we will have a myriad of topics, interviews, and engaging words of thought to share with you this season. The purpose of this show is to help us build up our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. and I just want to give a shout out to Creative Common for allowing the show the use of their jazz instrumental smooth jazz. Now, let's get started with Dr. Net West. Topic for today. I'm going to be sharing today from the topic of the joyful leader. The joyful leader. So many of us are leaders in varied capacities. Some of us lead our families, some of us lead in the workforce, some of us lead in the church house, some of us lead in um, nonprofits. And we lead in so many uh, capacities, but are we able to stay joyful as we lead? Paul's letter to the Colossians, he mentioned that his eyes fell on the phrase, giving joyful thanks to the Father in Colossians 1 and 12. We're not to just give thanks, but we're supposed to have joyful thanks. Think about that. Not just give thanks, but to have joy in our thanks. Some of us have been in leadership positions where we've had good times, we've had hard times, how do we adjust and align and go forward and stay joyful in the midst of our leading when things are not going the way that we believe that they should? Think about that. And maybe you're not the leader, but maybe you know a leader who needs to be encouraged right now. But you know, I found that I can't weather anything that comes my life in my life, without having the joy of the Lord, and I have purpose and am determined to keep my joy, no matter what it looks like, because I choose joy over defeat. I choose joy over despair. I choose joy over brokenness. I choose joy over complete complaining. Proverbs fifteen has an abundance of truth for us to keep a high altitude in our joy. In Proverbs 15 and 13 says, A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. Listen to that. A happy heart makes the face cheerful. I I, I heard the old people say when I was younger, And it's true. You can smile, but the truth is in your eyes. Where you are is in your eyes. You can see when people are joyful in their eyes. You can see when people are sad in their eyes. You can see when people are hurt in their eyes. And believe it or not, our faces are reflections of our soul. And so we need to have a smile and a countenance of wiz- wisdom and winsomeness. Ecclesiastes eight and one says, "A person's wisdom brightens their face and changes its hard appearance." The Old Testament said, "Rejoice in the Lord," and use the verb sama, which has its root in the Hebrew term meaning to shine, to be bright. And so you could say brighten up in the Lord. Shama, sama, brighten up in the Lord. Leaders need to have wise and happy hearts so that their faces will convey vision and enthusiasm to those that follow them. And like I said, it doesn't matter what you're leading. You may be leading a sports team. You may be leading some wee, some wee little kids on a team. It does not matter. You may be leading a small business or a billion-dollar business. We all have to have confidence and cheer and realize that we are serving others. The inner cultivation of joy is probably the greatest tool of effective leaders because their attitudes, will disseminate like a rolling fog into the hearts of those that follow them. People follow willingly those they feel connected to, those who often have that charismatic um, personality, those who are able to stay focused even when things go awry. And listen, leaders have to create their own climates. Nobody's going to create a joyful climate for the leader except who? The leader. They are the ones that expect others to follow them. So what expectation? What is it that the leader would want people to follow? It was an atmosphere of joy. I'm going to be uh, quickly talking about 1 Kings ten six through 9. I'm going to read it also. It says the report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true, but I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Skipping over how happy your people must be, how happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be to the Lord, your God, who has delighted in you and placed you on the throne of Israel. Now, this was the queen of Sheba talking to Solomon. She was impressed from afar that she had to go visit the king to see if everything that she had heard was true because the report that she had heard about his countenance, his joy, his wisdom, was it was unfathomable to anybody else that she had encountered. So we can say that Solomon practice what he preached. He had an optimistic spirit and that spirit spread throughout his kingdom and beyond. So leaders need to have an optimistic spirit, not of gloom, not of despair, but of hope that even though this may be a tough time in what we're doing, we're going to pull everybody together and get everybody excited because tomorrow is coming and we're expecting a greater tomorrow. So we need to learn how to keep our hearts happy. So choose joy. For the work you do is in the presence of the Lord. Choose joy. Rejoice that God has given you the privilege of entering into his creative work. Choose joy. Psalm 90 and 14 says, I am filled with joy for the Lord satisfies me with his unfailing love. See, the Lord doesn't leave us. The Lord doesn't forsake us. And we can be filled with the Lord's joy. First Peter 1, 8 and 9, he said, though I have not seen God, I believe in God and God fills me with his inexpressible and glorious joy. For I am receiving the results of my faith, the salvation of my soul. We have to learn how to not just say I'm joyful, but walk in ways that show that we are joyful. That walk in ways that show that no matter as leaders, no matter how and what's going on, we are still able to keep our continence in the Lord. Choose the model of joy. And see your work and see your vocation as being joyful. Make it synonymous with joy. The work I do brings me joy. The work I do is joyful. My vocation that I am in, it brings me joy. It helps me to show forth the joy of the Lord in all that I do. It helps me to be an example that I first know that the Lord will be pleased with. But then that example will draw others to follow and I will be able to uplift and empower them by the positive countenance that I have. We all have positives and negatives in life. And so what we have to know is we can't ignore it. Because they both add to depth in our day. But our attitudes, our joyful attitudes or not, is determined by where we focus our thoughts. Where we focus our thoughts. We must have a vital relationship with Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be Jesus followers. We have to be rational in our thinking and our actions. And what we have to know is God has already guaranteed all things to work out for those who love Him and into the conformity of the purposes of his will, Romans 8 and 28. He has given us all things richly to enjoy. And 2 Timothy 1 1 and 7 says, we haven't been given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound thinking. Every resource that we need is available through the Holy Spirit who flows from our inmost beings like rivers of living water. So what is in us is what's going to come forward. We don't have to be discouraged because we are in his presence. We never have to walk like we have been forsaken because we're in his presence. We don't have to act like we that we are lacking because we are in his presence. Cheerful people, Find joy in little things. They see greatness in the ordinary. They walk in gladness. They have strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. They believe that God has untold blessings that they haven't even begun to tap into. Remember, our attitudes are transferable. Our attitudes are transferable. So as leaders, listen, in the home, if the parent is angry and anxious all the time, it puts a negative vibe in the home. If the leader goes into the workforce and all they are doing is fussing and hollering at people it puts a negative vibe in the air and people see that that leader is not joyful and that leader does not align in ways that would be positive and uplifting. We can't be leaders that pull down people's joy. We need to learn how to build them up. If we think about in the Bible where the children of Israel in the book of Numbers, their point of failure was not remaining joyful in what the Lord had told them he would do for them. Because when 10 of their spies re-encountered the land, and returned with defeated attitudes. Their gloom spread through the camp like like a cancer. So you had 10 spies that went in. Joshua and Caleb were the two that came back with a positive report, but 10 of them came back with a negative report. And the people sought the negative report and received the negative report over the positive report Although God had already told them that that was going to be their land flowing with milk and honey. It did not matter um, that the giants were in the land. God still said that they would have it. And so sometimes as leaders and, uh, you know, because those were leaders that were sent out. If you think about it. And they had an impact on people. But with 10 negative reports and two positive reports. The people received the negative over the positive. And so even though Joshua and Caleb remained true, remained joyful, because there was so much negative talk, it that negative talk overcrowded the positive. And because of that, that nation wandered around in a daze, basically, for 40 years until everyone who was living at that time that received that negative report, passed away except for Josh, Joshua and Caleb. And so therefore they were able to inspire the younger generation to take up the challenge and give birth to the land of Israel. And so in the Bible, there are so many great examples about leaders who were able to keep their joy in the midst of a negative situation. King David also shares another example. When his son Absalom revolted and drove him from Jerusalem, David's loyal troops defended their king and recaptured the throne. Instead of celebrating the victory, David understandably was distraught about the tragedy that had befallen his family and the death of his rebellious son. So even when things go awry in the midst of our trying to keep our joy, we don't we're not joyful on that particular situation. Of course, David would not be joyful that his son was dead, even though his son came against him. He still loved his son. But he kept his focus in the things of the Lord. He cried because his son had died. And so even though it was a victorious day and David maintained his position, it was still a day of mourning because on that day, the king grieved for his son. So we have to stay spirit disciplined in our attitude. We have to stay focused. We have to choose to be cheerful in the Lord at all times. We have to believe that we have God, we have God's given courage that we have spirit-driven determination. it's not just for ourselves but for the sake of those that we are called to influence so let before i close let me show share with you a few things that i think can can kind of help us in keeping our joy the first thing i mentioned like model joy so the first thing is we can choose to recognize God's creation and provision no matter what's going on. We can choose to model enjoyment where we are, where God has placed us to lead. We can be humbled that God would entrust us to lead others to feel and subdue and rule over this place that he has set us. We can rejoice in the kindness of the Lord, that he's provided a team for us to lead. So we can choose to recognize God's creation and provision in what we are doing. The second thing we can do is choose to rejoice in the processes and systems that our team is using. We model the enjoyment for the process and the systems. We rely on order and structure to get the work done. God designed processes and systems. We can't lead without processes and systems. And even sometimes it may seem that the process or particular process may be hindering some things. Or that people may hide behind the systems and maybe not fully get their work done. But we just have to stay focused and attentive so that we can make sure that processes and systems are in place and that they are monitored correctly. And so a leader could let their, their workforce know, I, you know, I rejoice over the processes that we have and what you're doing. You know, we can rejoice as leaders in our home. We can rejoice when our, well, we can rejoice anyway. But when we see that our children really followed the rules, instead of harping on them every time They do something wrong. Why don't we focus on the good things they're doing and build them up and let them know that we recognize the good that they're doing. We recognize that they follow through on that process or that system that we designed in our in our home. And the third thing we can do that will help us is to delight. Always be delighted in your team. Always remember that just like we are created in God's image, those that follow us are created in God's image also. We should be willing to bless each other and recognize the uniqueness of each person, their personality, their skills, their gifts, their talents that they bring. And remember that God said everything that he created was God. So we can choose to delight and to look past some of the differences As long as people are making viable contributions to what needs to be done in the the process. The next thing we can do, which would be the fourth thing, is we can choose to celebrate the little successes and the big successes. God saw that everything he created was good. God rejoiced over his creation. So we should choose to lead in such a way that each person, no matter how small their contribution, can rejoice over their work. Let's not make it seem like this person's work is more important than this person, because all of it needs to be accomplished for the totality and the outcomes that is needed. We sometimes need to just pause and celebrate each person's contribution to the little tasks and the major accomplishments. So, we need to learn how to as leaders model joy. Model joy constantly to be kind and compassionate to those that we lead. And keep and, and life has a way of crowding our minds at times and drawing us away, but we have to choose every day that we are going to keep our focus on The Lord, we're going to keep our eyes focused on the Lord, for he is our strength. And think about it. What would you are doing look like if everybody and everything was marked with joy? How would that look in your world? You have the power to make it look great to make it be pleasing, to make it have a sweet smell unto the Lord's nostrils. So that's what I wanted to share on today about the joyful leader, the joyful leader. Thank you for being here with me today. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at DrAnnetteWestMinistries at gmail.com. I look forward to connecting with you. If you have any topics that you would like to uh, the show to consider, let me know that as well. I appreciate you.